Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast in a week which saw a victorious start to the Champions League defence and victory over Espanyol, which keeps Madrid level on points with Barcelona at the top of La Liga. So let's look back then on what's been a very busy last seven days, both on and off the field in Madrid. And we're beginning in the aftermath of that Espanyol game and what was seen as a disappointing game for Asensio. Now, Lopetegui spent time with Asensio on Sunday and made it clear that he wants him to be more demanding on the pitch and more ambitious on the ball. There is, he believes, a world-class player in there, but unless he starts to assert himself more on the pitch, then his talent will be lost to mediocrity. Asensio himself has been in the press as well, talking about the number seven shirt and said that he wasn't offered it. He was then asked, would you prefer the number 10 shirt instead? Well, he said, yes, I've always liked that number, but he said... It is occupied at the moment by a very capable player, and so perhaps in the future. Now, behind the scenes, Vinicius and his potential debut is a subject beginning to divide views. Certainly every time Madrid play a match that ends as the weekend game did with just that single goal and little in the way of genius or a spark of invention coming from somewhere, the 18-year-old Brazilian enters the debate with those on the outside unsure as to why Lopetegui has, it seems, little trust in his ability to cope with the rigours of La Liga. On the inside, though... The players are backing Lopetegui, believing that others at this point are more deserving, the likes in particular of Lucas Vasquez. But all this is doing nothing to alleviate the frustrations of Vinicius. Loans, remember, have been muted, but uh, at the moment there seems to be little chance of that happening. But if the chances don't improve of him getting a place in the first team squad on match day, then alone seems to be the only sensible course of action. The big question, though, next is where he would go on loan. And on the subject of conspiracy theories, it seems the latest involves Mario Diaz. It's rumoured that neither Isco or Asensio are great fans of his. They would prefer to have Benzema playing alongside them up front. So much so, it was suggested after Saturday's game that they simply don't want to pass him the ball and if you certainly look at the stats in that game against Espanyol it might play out that way but whether unconscious or conscious uh, we don't really know it is as they say one of those watch this space in other words uh, something that's been concocted over the course of the weekend with absolutely no basis whatsoever And on days when there is little news of any real significance, then media can always turn its sights to the continuing debate on who actually is the number one keeper at Real Madrid at the moment. I'm not going to say anything at all. That has been Lopetegui's stance and remains so. Whenever he's questioned on the situation, Madrid have conceded only three goals in the last six games. Kilo Navas conceded one and kept two clean sheets. As for Courtois, he played three. Saved a penalty, remember, on day one and conceded one in Bilbao. The debate's then set to continue, at least in the short term. Now, whilst Dybala is still a hot topic, so is the future of Icardi. Uh, Benzema may have succeeded, it said, in the short term in keeping his place in the affections of the coach Lopetegui, but he and everybody else knows that there is a need for a top-class striker with proven abilities, which Icardi certainly is. 
Now, Florentino Perez took to the stage and put Real Madrid's view on the possibility of taking La Liga matches to the USA. He said this, We will not go to the USA. I don't know whose interests this is in. Not the club and certainly not our fans. We will categorically refuse to go. And that really should be the end of it, as it's highly unlikely Barcelona would go either. How were those two clubs not interested? It seems this idea surely is dead in the water. Uh, former coach Zinedine Zidane is allegedly holding talks with a view to going to join David Beckham's new team in Miami. Uh, not only him either, uh, Griezmann was quoted via Le Keeper of the weekend as saying that if Beckham wants me at his club, I'll go. I want to finish my career in the US. Uh, don't know if it's going to be in Miami or in LA. Now, back to potential player acquisitions and a potential target for Madrid who is impressing in the Premier League this season so far is Richarlison of Everton, the Brazilian who joined Everton in a 40 million summer deal, has already spoken of his dream to play in Madrid or indeed in Barcelona. Uh, he did add, though, I've only just arrived at Everton and I'm happy at the moment. To the subject of Karim Benzema. Five goals in all so far this season, but still the word is that if and when an offer of around £60 million arrives, then he will be sold. Whether, of course, he's going to agree to this is another thing. He's already clearly stated that he will not drop a penny in salary. And he is under contract, remember, until 2021. So he still really controls his destiny. That said, though, his agents were seen having lunch with Inter's directors at a Madrid restaurant in the last week. Uh, nothing really done to try and conceal this meeting. It obviously made its way back to Perez offices as well. And so back to Saturday's hard-fought victory over Espanyol. The Lopetegui view was, uh, this is a complex league. Teams come here to make life difficult for us. Uh, Courtois and his ability to play out from the back was also discussed. Lopetegui's view on it when he was questioned, they squeezed us very high up the field. He performed very well under the circumstances. He did admit, though, as well, that his players were tired after two games in three days. Varane added that we're not going to win every game 5-0. He said this is a very tough league. And Asensio also questioned afterwards, added that this 1-0 really does feel like a 3-0. The most important thing is that we won. In the first half, we played well. In the second, well, you could notice a little bit of tiredness and fatigue beginning to creep into the game. Lobotegi came into that Espanyol game with a statement of significance about his intentions to use his full squad. We will, he said, more than ever before, utilise every aspect and facet of this squad. And that became apparent when the side to face Espanyol was initially released, or the squad. Uh, no Marcelo or no Bale in there, uh, or Mariano. Vinicius did get a call, but he did not make the final cut. And he also got a call from Brazil, by the way, to play in the under-20s on October the 13th and the 15th. And it's also highly likely as well that he will be away for January in part of February playing for the Brazilians in the South American Under-20 Championship. That, of course, leads to the Under-20 World Cup, which takes place in Poland next year between May and June. So it could be a very busy summer for Vinicius. 
uh, into the weekend and still hogging a column or two is Paolo Dybala, who it said has let Madrid know that he's very open to a move to the club. He's under contract until 2022. And although he hit uh, 22 goals last season, he scored only one in the last 13 games in open play dating back to last season. Uh, that was since the hat-trick against Benevento in April. Former player Luis Figo is convinced, even more so after watching Real Madrid in Champions League last week, uh, that the club will excel despite Ronaldo's sale. He is, of course, an impressive player, but his departure, he said, won't affect Real Madrid at all. Life goes on, and those who have arrived will help to make history. They are already playing some excellent football. Now, Friday also saw President Florentino Perez reveal that no other club by Juventus made any offer for Ronaldo before he left. He also added that Real Madrid will always be Ronaldo's home. He's been the best here since Di Stefano. Now, following that midweek victory in Champions League, Luka Modric spoke a few words about his physical condition. He said, the World Cup caused me a lot of mental and physical exhaustion, but I feel better every day and I hope to continue playing as I did tonight, with reference, of course, to the Champions League game. Now, look out for a resumption in potential hostilities between Real Madrid and PSG if, as rumoured, Real Madrid pursue the 23-year-old Adrian Rabiot, the French international who's been in Paris all his career so far, bar a short loan spell he had with Toulouse. He's going to be free to speak to others come January, as his current contract ends in June of 2019. Now, since making his debut back in August of 2012 against Bordeaux, he's played 141 games for PSG, scoring 12 goals, and he could well be seen to be something of a bargain signing. Now, Neymar's mood is darkening by the hour after that inglorious night at Anfield when he was one of the most ineffective players on the pitch and indeed the one who gave the ball away more than any other player. Uh, it's said that he wants out next summer at the latest, believing that this PSG team is a million miles from one that can win the Champions League. Now, Gareth Bale, after his impressive early season form, is planning a visit to the office of Florentino Perez. The reason being, he wants a pay rise and he also wants to be the highest paid player at the club. Now, Champions League on Wednesday last week saw Navas starting goal. There was also a start for Isco in the match. Ramos' yellow card on the 23rd minute was the 37th in his Champions League history, which makes him the most booked player in the tournament's history. That's 37 yellows and three red in 115 Champions League games. And so what about the general view? Well, it was said that it was the best performance from Real Madrid this season. Key for some was the return of Casemiro as what they call the gatekeeper, which allowed Modric and Cruz more of a free reign to deliver their creative artistry. And let's not forget another clean sheet as well there for Navas. And he got a huge ovation from the Bernabeu crowd after the match. And one of the questions posed to Lopetegui after the game was... Is Gareth Bale better without Cristiano Ronaldo in the team? To which the diplomatic reply was, I'm not getting into that discussion. And still, Ronaldo continues to be present in interview questions. Casemiro was asked, who should win the golden ball? 
His reply, well, Luca's year has been good, but I would give it to Ronaldo. Mariana was in joyous mood after that stunning goal. Uh, felt it was time to give the national coach, Luis Enrique, a little bit of a nudge. I would love to take the call, he said. A few more like that, and he probably will. And the build-up to that game against Roma last week. Uh, Vinicius was occupying plenty of column space. Again, Rivaldo once again spoke out. I don't understand, he said, why he isn't in the first-team squad at least. It's not the coach's job to protect him. He is clearly in a different league to those he plays alongside in the second team. And he also added, sooner or later, Neymar, he said, will end up in Madrid, although many more performances like the one against Liverpool. And he may well struggle to convince anybody that he's actually worth the huge financial outlay and all the aggravation that comes with him. Lopetegui's views on Vinicius, this was last week, added, he's playing very well with Castilla. When the time comes, he will play. Um, finally today, back to the transfer market. And despite, as we said, those five goals from Benzema so far this season and Mariano yet to really stamp his authority on the first team, uh, the club are said to be desperate for this marquee name up front. Icardi is up there again today. The Argentinian will be 26 in February and whose contract is up in 2021 has had a slow start to this season. He'd gone seven games without a goal in open play before the goal against Spurs. But 100 goals in 162 games into 29 of which came last season show why he is a prime target, especially as Spalletti's team have struggled this season so far. Keep an eye on the situation involving Mariana, who's yet to appear from the start. He's let his frustrations become known to anybody who will listen. Lopetegui, like Zidane before at present, will not start him in front of Benzema. Pere, though, has promised him, remember, significant playing time. And if it's not forthcoming, it could be the first test of man management, really, an ego management for Lopetegui. Well, that's all for this week's podcast. Remember, it's the beginning of another busy seven days with midweek fixtures to come and a tough one too against Sevilla. We'll be back again next Monday with a roundup of the week in Madrid. For the moment, from me, Tim Capel. Bye-bye for now.